Ian. What's up, Ian? Hey, what's up, Wiley? Not much. We got a special guest here today. Friend Bodale. Hey, guys. Hey, hey. Why is Bryn yeah. with us? <laughs> Why is Bryn with us? <laughs> no, Bryn had the brilliant idea, like, let's get together and talk about the keynote. So, good job, Bryn. Thanks. Yeah, I figured we're going to be talking about it anyway, so might as well do it on air and kind of join other people in on the conversation. Yeah, Bryn's always here when he either releases award-winning apps or Apple makes an announcement. He's our, like, go-to guy. <laughs> yes. Oh, man, so big day today, huh, guys? Yes, it was a huge day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I uh, was uh, basically having a heart attack the whole time going, what? Just more and more and more just kept coming at us. Pretty awesome. Two-hour heart attack? Yeah, pretty much. I I went to the other side. I came back. It was great. Steve Jobs is high, so. <laughs> yeah, my initial reaction was, I need a vacation. Like, I was just so overwhelmed. There's so much. And I was like, I just need time to, like, absorb all this <laughs> and, uh, you know, take a minute or something. I don't know. So I've never been to WWDC. Both of you guys have, right? I yes. have, yeah. Is it a vacation or or no? It's uh, kind of the opposite. Like it's it's pretty exhausting. There's a lot of um, frumpy guys in ill-fitting pants and uh, lots of like really good San Francisco Asian food. But um, yes. it's, by the end of it, you're exhausted. <laughs> you needed a vacation after the vacation. <laughs> nice. Well, maybe I'll get to go someday. Yeah, it was it was interesting to see today that like 70% of the attendees were first-time uh, attendees. So the lottery seemed to favor those kind of people. Hmm. Yeah, because they weren't the type of people that would uh, wake up at 4 a.m. and buy a ticket. <laughs> True. Pretty awesome. Uh, um, we should say that if the show sounds uh, a little weird, I'm actually in I'm in uh, quarantine right now at my house, and Bryn and Wiley are in uh, Lunar Lincoln headquarters. So we're doing this a little remotely, so it might sound just a little weird. Yeah. Hopefully not too bad. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, what was what was your like? If you had to pick one thing from today, Bryn, what would your uh, one thing that really stood out, or one thing that you are most looking forward to? Hmm, that's a tough one. But I was pretty impressed with some of the Maverick stuff. Um, I really like, you know, the ability to. Uh, send SMS messages from your um, laptop, you know, because before I was always frustrated when either my friends didn't have iMessage turned on or, you know, they just didn't have an iPhone. So I'd have to take out my phone, you know, and text them when I'm sitting on my computer. So now that's, you know, fixed and same thing with phone calls is it can handle that all from my computer. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That's, um, they, they showed the example of you could have your phone plugged in in another room. So I'm guessing they're using some sort of geofencing in addition to Bluetooth low energy. Like how would they determine the radius of your phone being near enough to have your computer ring? Cause I know I don't want my computer ringing, when I'm like hmm. out in the front yard or something, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I thought they would just do it all over local network. Um, hmm. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought too. I don't know. That makes sense. Same Wi-Fi network. That makes a lot of sense. You guys are way smarter than I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about you, Ian? What's your big feature of the day? Um, I. I definitely selfishly think the uh, app previews is the coolest thing for iOS App Store, which will yeah. basically it'll let you have little promo videos, which I believe the Play Stores had. But um, so, for instance, all all the 
apps that have animations or video or anything like that associated with them. Like I released an app called Stilly and it got heavily promoted by a couple of uh, media outlets, but uh, basically nobody knew what they were getting. They'd be like, what is this app? It just makes these tiny animations where if I could have showed them the video first, um, they would have said, oh, cool, I don't want this. And they would have never rated it poorly. <laughs> um, <laughs> so th- that is really great. And I think that's going to open up a whole new wave of um, maybe developers getting interested in video or even just small video companies being able to make money off of developers now because part of releasing your app instead of just designing these screenshots with kind of arrows pointing to them in text is going to be, okay, cool, now we need a 30-second promo video or whatever their limit is. But I definitely selfishly really, really am excited about app previews. Now, do you think those are going to be in, like, portrait mode? Like, <laughs> you know, the videos everyone hates? Um, I would imagine. I mean, uh, actually, no, they should be, yeah, they should be portrait, uh, which is the tall so they, yeah, I mean, that's that's how they show up on the App Store. That's a weird part about the App Store is even if you have landscape screenshots, they show up as portrait, which sucks. Uh, yeah, you're right. So, hmm. but yeah, just I, that'll make it a lot a lot more clear to the user what exactly what they're getting. And also, if you have just nice animations or you spend a lot of time on your UI, like, they'll be able to see that and instead of getting some clunky app, they'll be able to tell that there's like cool things happening. Now I'm sure there'll be guidelines, but I'm sure it'll be heavily abused with all sorts of image or video editing wizardry that will exaggerate the app's features. But who knows? Mm. Apple, Apple won't crack mm. down on it either. Actually, they'll just be like, whatever. <laughs> That's pretty exciting. Yeah. What about you, well, Wiley? Uh, I gotta say, I, I like the continuity stuff too. Um, I think the email is more interesting. You know, being able to, I do this all the time. I like check my email on my phone while I'm watching TV. And then I start writing something and I'm like, I want a real keyboard. So um, it's going to be nice to be able to just switch to the Mac and pull that up um, and have it ready to go. Man, I I don't know if I'm just in the minority, but I thought that was so weird. I I literally thought who yeah? who does that? And now and now I know my good friend Wiley does that. <laughs> I I do it sometimes too. It's it's like you're so used to your phone and you've got it and you get the notification there, but then it's like, wait, my computer's right in front of me. Why am I typing this? I suck at typing. So <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> course now you've got that new predictive keyboard so who knows who knows yeah it'll go a million times faster i i thought of a million terrible keyboard app ideas by the way but uh oh you should do it <laughs> like like a keyboard that's just um just like horrible pop culture symbols that will put in words for you so like there'll be a twerk key and like a i don't know i can't think <laughs> of any more but i'm sure it would sell like Buku apps. Totally. Dude, well, there are a ton of like apps on the app store that are supposedly custom keyboards right now, right? Yeah, and they're just like a... But I don't like, know what they actually do. They're just notepad apps, basically, that let you copy and paste like alternate characters and dumb stuff like that. How convenient. What I think is really cool about the continuity stuff is not only is it bridging the gap between your Apple devices, you know, your laptop and your iPhone, but, you know, it bridges the gap between the web and your Apple devices, um, you know, potentially straight from the web to your Apple device. So that's going to be pretty interesting. Um, because a lot of people have been trying to deal with that problem. What do you mean by the web to your Apple device? Um, so I was looking at some of the, the public information they have on that and basically the, with the handoff features, which what they're calling it, you can pass like an activity object from the web page to a device logged into the same iCloud account and hmm. continue that activity from where you were. Hmm. That's crazy. So this is going to work with more than 
like just default iOS apps? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be oh. open to third-party apps. Hmm. But you could actually do it with a with a third-party website. So if you're set on a certain scroll position of a website and you walk up to your computer, you could just continue it then, or um, and that's what it might seem like. Um, I'm not for sure on that though, but they are talking about ways that you can um transition between those hmm. um even just bypassing the url of the web page so it'll be interesting to to take a look at and see what all is possible yeah did uh were you guys at all piqued by the um what the heck's it called was it cloud kit where you can run basically it's like a parse clone but for ios specifically that looked interesting uh, what was super interesting to me about it, which um, I believe it's like essentially you can run a server off of Apple servers using some sort of Objective-C or uh, Swift or whatever, um, but their limits were crazy. Like it was like a terabyte a day or something in transfer. It's like if you're – that's like running a – I don't know, an Instagram and it's and it's when it first got popular. Like they're really giving you a ton of room to get huge for free essentially – but the thing about that is they I think they just want you to build for iOS and then if you tried to hook up your Android app to their server it would just be like eh eh. Yeah, that's the big problem with this, right? Like Parse is cross platform. That's kind of the service I see as being equivalent to this, so I don't know, it's nice though. It's nice to think that I could build an app and build the server component without having to do too too much work on the back end. Yeah, and a lot of app development is just uh, releasing it and seeing if it works. I mean, you can beta test all you want, but until you get it in front of you know a lot of users, you're not going to know. So this is a really, really cheap way to uh, make a super feature-rich app. I'm definitely going to be utilizing it. I mean, if there's no cost to this stuff, just who cares? Make the coolest features you can and throw them out there. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, it's interesting... Um, you know, on the subject of cross-platform, that they made their um, what was the the new cloud storage stuff that they announced, uh, like CloudBox or something like that. That is actually going to be available for Windows users. Yeah, iCloud Drive. iCloud Drive, yes. Yeah, that... yeah. I was I was pretty happy with iCloud, <laughs> like the way that they. Built it now. I don't know. Before, I never understood what the heck was going on with iCloud. So now it's just like a hard drive in the sky, basically. A sky drive, if you will. (laughs) Awful. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that looks pretty nice. And and having that available for Windows, I mean, that's way better than just like, oh, I can edit my keynote in a browser on a Windows machine. You know, I can actually get those documents, which is pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah, that is super cool. I guess the like billions they've been spending on server farms and stuff is uh showing its heads. <laughs> so um yes, I I definitely um was not ready for all the developer stuff today, that's for sure. Like I was super pleased with the consumer facing stuff, but the um the developer stuff was crazy. Um but you guys have looked at some of the Swift stuff. I've yet to uh, look at much of it. What's the immediate take on Swift? I mean, I don't know. I, I downloaded the iBook and kind of paged through it. I mean, it looks like you can do most of what you can do with Objective-C. Um, but now you've got, like, generics, which is nice. Um, I don't know. It, it looks interesting. I don't know how much it'll help devs. Like, I don't know any devs who are having a ton of trouble with, you know, typing variables, you know, and stuff like that. But it'll be handy. I don't know if it's more legible than existing Objective-C. What do you think, Brent? Does it look... It looks like it might be less readable. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, the problem from our perspective is familiarity. And we're so familiar with Objective-C... And then we've got this new language that 
is kind of different than a lot of things, so it isn't really readable to us now. But it seems more concise, and there's not as many at signs. There's no at signs. Um, so it 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 definitely seems to take um, some syntax from like web-based not languages like PHP and JavaScript. Um, yeah, I wish I knew more about uh, compilers, but I saw people on Twitter commenting that the new compiler that they released a couple of years ago was like what allowed this new language, essentially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mean the updates to LLVM? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's cool. I mean, the, the main thing for me that it uh, represents is just their, if someone wants to dive in and make an app... Um, it's probably going to be a, a little less uh, barrier, a, a smaller barrier of entry. So our friend Matt, who's an amazing guy who's been making an iOS app from scratch after learning no programming languages, is probably punching himself in the face right now because they're like, and check it out, here's an easy scripting language yeah. <laughs> after <laughs> he spent a year learning Objective-C. Um, Aw. Yeah, and it's got an ironic name for him, too. <laughs> I wish we could explain that. <laughs> um, oh man, that's funny. <laughs> I didn't think about. But yeah, that. it's. I think it's interesting too. With kind of in the last three months or so, the tech community kind of had a spark, and they all started discussing alternatives to Objective C. What a future kind of next generation language would look like, and here it was. You know. Um, and I'm sure it's not going to make everyone happy, but it's certainly, you know, what the features that a lot of people have talked about, like safety, um, higher level, removed from C. Um, and so it's almost like it'd be just hilarious if someone in Apple kind of tried to spark that, you know, discontentment so that <laughs> they, it's it just, it was so convenient that that all happened several months ago and then here it is and it really just like prepped the ground for this yeah that is funny i wonder who started setting that conversation because it must have been going on internally where uh, people were having those conversations with outsiders who knows uh by the way I shouldn't mention this, but uh, I just saw on Twitter that ATP is live right now if we want to cut in and just have them do our whole show for us. Oh, wow. How convenient. Talk over them. <laughs> Talk. And so is that the show they're doing with John Gruber? Yeah. Oh, no, no. This is actually the ATP, but sorry. to Oh, just them. Just them. Sorry to interrupt with that. But no, it's definitely... Uh, I I welcome it. I mean, it, the I think it's going to create some pretty terrible apps um, where people are going to be like, oh yeah, here's like, uh, actually, I don't know. What do you think it'll be? A, people will make apps who wouldn't normally make apps. I, I got to think about this this evening, right? Cause I just, I'm decided to ramp up my development shop. And if all of a sudden it's super easy for someone to develop an iOS app, well, I'm screwed. Right. Yeah. Um, but the more I thought about it, like, I don't think it's really that much easier I mean, you're still going to have to know all the Coca Touch stuff. You're going to have to know the little nooks and crannies of iOS that we deal with every day. Um, it looks like it's just basically a new syntax, and it's kind of like when Arc came along. Like, you know, when Arc happened, okay, we don't have to know about memory management. That made it a little bit easier. You know, now it's like you don't have to worry about object types. Um, so that's a little bit easier. Um, but I don't, I don't see it as like a something that would open the floodgates on, you know, tons of people jumping into to development. And I also don't think it reset the playing field for us, you know, who have been in this for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think there's a whole mentality to, that you just have to learn too of like, um, you just have to have a, a mental model of what an app is in your head. And so anyone coming to, to app creation new is still going to have to get that. And that's not exactly something you can grasp overnight. Yeah. I mean, would I want to build my, like, circus game with hot air balloons? Then <laughs> I know that'll be easier. As long as you can make it 3D really easily and make it look <laughs> just as horrible. <laughs> that was How'd terrible. you guys like that hand-waving? 
That guy's hands are shaking. Which when he was just like, and I double tap on the screen, and it's three D. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, where was anyone else? It was the Craig Federighi show. The whole thing. Yeah. Right. No Johnny at all. No video of Johnny. No nothing. I guess no hardware. No Johnny. <laughs> Hopefully, he'll be getting a big event soon. Yeah. Something I don't tells know. me I he wasn't... will. I wasn't disappointed that there was no hardware. Were you guys? No. I I felt like it was a very solid focus on software and that hardware would have just awkwardly disrupted the kind of the three pillars they had going on for the for the keynote. Yeah, I I definitely I'm all for anything that makes my existing devices better. Like I said about Mavericks when it came out, it's one of my favorite things Apple's released in recent time just because it made my computer like this retina computer that couldn't scroll without lagging suddenly it's great and i think that that's what they're going to continue to do is just make all these devices better by uh software updates yeah yeah i mean yeah mavericks was a huge improvement so it's nice to see them kind of buckle down and polish out you know ios 7 into ios 8 i mean it doesn't look like they did anything that crazy like, there are a lot of new APIs, but part of me wants to think that half of those they wanted to ship last year, but they were like, oh, we're not ready for this. You know, maybe that's why there are so many this year. Yeah, and I hate to harp on it, but I definitely hope that they've fixed some of their stability issues. Like, I still get my phone turning off at like 20% sometimes randomly. Just stuff like that. It's just like, what is going on? Huh. Yeah, that would be nice. And. Hopefully we'll see a lot of that with 8. So who's going to install the beta? Not I. I've, I already did on a test device. Oh. So. I would on a test device. I, um, I need to go buy a new test device, though. Yeah, I'm the same way. I kind of use my daily carry for most of my testing, so... <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I usually stay away from the beta until maybe like a week until it launches but yeah i had my lowly iphone 4 as a like a old test device and they dropped iphone 4 so now i can't even use that but did they drop any other devices on the ipads or ipod touches i don't i don't remember but i imagine... saw the 4s up there mm-hmm. yeah that's the test device i installed on yeah. hmm but yeah, they they sell that front camera only iPod Touch uh, t- with the tall screen for like I don't know what it is, a couple hundred bucks. I might pick up one of those. Mm-hmm. Nice. But yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I'm super excited. Like they 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 never fail to make it exciting, and and there was no cynicism this year. Like it's funny that the things that leaked were like, hey, there's going to be health book and there's going to be home automation, and those were like barely footnotes to the whole thing. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, we're going to make sure that these things all work properly. And all the big things were totally kept under wraps. I mean, um, they did a really, really good job of making sure that all the announcements were pretty secure. Right? Yeah. And uh, I guess just realizing now the rumored text edit and preview app never panned out. It's probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah, they, they did were... mention, um, like, they specifically mentioned Goodreader, though. Did you see that? Where Which is an app I use just for keeping files on my phone. And they're like, hey, you can get your files from Goodreader and put them in the cloud and all this stuff. So it sounds like you can now throw any file you want into the cloud and then get it from the cloud from other devices. So it is kind of like a unified file system. That's really nice. I feel like that's what iCloud should have been all along, you know, but I, maybe they wanted to kind of break away from the file system metaphor, but here we are like 2014, we still have a file system and that's fine. Yeah. There's a reason why it's around. Okay. It's a iPhone four, five, five C five S iPod touch fifth generation, iPad two and up. And so really, I think we only lost the, the iPhone four. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, in iOS 7.1, they made a lot of improvements so that the iPhone 4 would run 7, you know, performantly. So 
and they kind of left him in a good place there. Yeah. Um, the the funny part to me is when you're working on, like I'm working on apps right now, and all I want to do is dive into the new documentation and new code and get the new X code and get, like, start using that. It's like, all right, just hold your horses because the fall is coming. Like, I've, I have plenty of time, and I know that I never get enough done with the new stuff before it comes out, but I'm really, really excited to dive in. Sure. I mean, there's some definite market disruption pieces, right? Like Brent and I were talking about uh, widgets before. I mean, that seems like a huge space wide open, you know? Yeah, that's going to be really cool. Um, it's, I wonder what the guidelines will be for stuff like that. Is it, are they going to be, super strict on hey you have to have something that's continuously ticking or updating or something or will they allow just frivolous things like will it just be yeah your app can offer widgets and if the user chooses to install them it's on them type of thing and will that be part of the app review process do you think Hmm. yeah i think so um and especially with the the app extensions where you can for instance in the in the photos app you could have it link into your your photo editing app and apply filters with kind of a modal view controller screen that you provide that but that stays in the photos app yeah I, that was one of my favorite things too and you can do that with all sorts of stuff i guess you just have to pass it some sort of an image or string or whatever um, but I thought that was great. I wonder what restrictions they'll have for advertising and stuff. Cause it'd be weird if you're in the photos app and suddenly you launched a, hmm. a filter editor and you saw an iAd suddenly while you're in the photos app. Yeah. Yeah. And theoretically, you know, you could like post to the network or something like that, you know, and have like that circumvent sharing technology. But I think the wall for that will be app review to make gotcha. sure you're only doing that specific action. Huh. Well, they mentioned sandboxing without networking in that stuff. Do you think they'll just turn it off altogether so you, literally your app can't access the network? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good... I mean, were they were they saying that for the keyboard or for this other stuff as well? They did say it for the keyboard, but, I, but I'm just wondering for this other stuff too. I, <laughs> I guess it doesn't make much sense with the other stuff, but... And what would the, I mean, I was just thinking about it. I haven't looked at any of the docs, but it's basically like a did launch with options type thing. And so then you would get whatever the options are. And I don't know. Yeah, that would be my guess. I mean, it's kind of interesting because, you know, everyone's been talking about how they're going to update for a bigger iPhone screen or whatever. And now we kind of have a different size iPhone screen, right? Like if these modals are going to be coming up, like no one's using modals of that size you know, on an iOS device, at least not stock, you know, maybe someone's making that, but yeah, that's true. And I just saw on Mac rumors, I'll, I'll say it because we saw it on Mac rumors, not because we're developers. Um, there are any size simulators in the new Xcode. So you can drag your window to any size and watch uh, auto layout do its magic. Huh? Yeah. If that isn't a little hint, yeah, that's a dirty a trick hint. where they're like, hey, but it's great because now I can finally have my 16.9 iPad. I can just play with it on my screen. <laughs> I can have my Terrible. 2 to 32 iPad. Yeah, well, or one to 16. maybe that's helpful for CarPlay if they're going to do multiple resolutions there too, you know? Yeah, did you guys see that's the the pictures of all the cars at Moscone? Yes. So Yeah, I, I love someone tweeted like, hey... They must be unveiling the Anki 2 this year. <laughs> the the Anki Plus. The the big Anki. Yeah. You guys Google self-driving those, right? cars, be damned. Yeah. That was pretty funny. The um it's like one year the year I was there they had, I guess, the retina computer when you got out, but they had a stinking Ferrari and like a Mustang sitting out there. That's awesome. Ridiculous. Which also means you can drive cars up into Moscone. Like, <laughs> how do you do that? <laughs> oh, man. Anything else you guys were, like, particularly blown away by? Um, I, I don't know. The I'm, ju- I'm just 
kind of taken back by how much they released for developers. Like, I can't say enough how surprised I am that they had enough to just have a dev section of their talk. Because last year it was what? It was like the iOS 7 stuff. And was there any hardware last year? I don't know. Um, yeah, there were some MacBook Airs. Okay, the MacBook Airs with the new uh, Haswell or whatever. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. But yeah, it's like, it's just inc- it's great that they took such a big media-heavy event. They even mentioned it in the keynote saying like, hey, for those of you at home who don't know what we're talking about, basically a nod saying like, this isn't for you guys anymore. Like, this isn't for the press. We're just trying to get developers pumped right now. And I thought that was really, really nice. Yeah, and I think... You know, the last two years have been really blowout keynotes, in my opinion. And I just really think that we're seeing, we're finally seeing the effects of Apple's just massive success and, you know, bundles and bundles of cash. And, (laughs) you know, and, and something like Swift, which, you know, they've been developing for several years and, you know... I'm sure some of these graphics frameworks they've been, you know, working on for years. And and so I think, you know, every keynote after this, you know, or every WWDC, it's just, it's going to be at this high level of, um, you know, just amazing things and things that make developers' lives so much easier. Gotcha. Um, I, yeah, I... I hope so. They they definitely setting the bar pretty high. Yeah, I I'm still blown away by all the things that were announced today. I mean, usually they spend 20 minutes talking about their numbers, right? And, they and Tim Cook it. went through that in like five. Yeah, totally. And then it was pure content for you know an hour and 45 minutes of just craziness. Yeah, I I will say, um, not that I'm disappointed, but Spotlight. I don't want Spotlight to be, like, recommending all this BS. Like, whenever I search for something on my phone, I don't want it to make network calls. Am I weird to think that? No. I don't guess. I don't know, but it's like it's like recommending restaurants if I search for stuff. I don't know. It's like, mm. is it Siri? Is it Spotlight? I wonder how many people actually use Spotlight, actually, on their phones. What, on their, on their Mac or on their phone? On their phone. Oh, I use it quite frequently um, just because I'm used to that kind of like Alfred, you know, open a text field and start typing to find something. Yeah. So I'll use that to open apps a lot instead of scrolling to the next page or something. Yeah, I always use it for apps. And that's, I guess, why I'm like not happy about it because I just want it to find the apps and not have some a bunch of network calls going on. But whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. I come from the well, AOL can... days where you had to pay per like minute you're online, so <laughs> I'm still paranoid about data usage. <laughs> yeah, well, you can disable certain spotlight items in the settings, I believe. Oh, so cool. Hopefully, that would carry over for the network stuff they had. Yeah, that'd be nice. But I love I love the new spotlight on uh, OSX Yosemite. Um, I you guys have used Quicksilver, right? Yeah. So yeah, I use like, Alfred for Alfred. That, but. So will this replace Alfred for you? Um, that's a good question. You know, everyone everyone always likes to whine about Sherlocking and you know make a big deal about that. And there's always going to be a place for both, right? Um, you know, there's things Alfred can do that Spotlight won't do and you know it wouldn't make sense for apple to kind of cater to more power users like that so i think there's always healthy competition there yeah well that's why they have dark mode so that they can have power users (laughs) (laughs) dark mode dark mode oh how you feeling today i'm feeling dark all right let's turn on dark mode (laughs) i i love the spotlight thing actually i've had alfred before um and quicksilver but as of late, I've just been using Spotlight. Like, if I want to open Xcode, like, I just, you know, Apple Space, start typing Xcode and press Enter. So I'm excited that it's going to kind of be front and center. Yeah, me too. I've, I've used Spotlight forever. My buddy showed me Quicksilver years ago, and I liked it, but I never installed it. And 
so I just started using Spotlight, and it's just gotten more and more Quicksilver-like as time's gone on, so it's really nice. Yeah. This is going to be dumb, but uh, I, I don't know how many times I switch over to Google to do, like, conversions. And they showed that unit conversion, and I was like, yes, finally <laughs> you can say, you know, miles to kilometers or whatever in Spotlight, and it's going to do that. Yeah, it seems like they're utilizing a lot of their Wolfram Alpha. Al- Wolfram Alpha? Is that, am I saying it right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, st- stuff uh, with, with this, because Siri's had it forever. You can ask Siri, like, miles to kilometers and stuff like that. Um, but I use Spotlight just to do math all the time, like pixel conversion and stuff like that. Same. Well, now we can do it from a widget. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, what... Have you guys made any apps that would have good widgets for iOS 8? That's a good question. I was I was actually talking to uh to Todd Grooms about this. You know, we we've both been doing Android development for a while, and I was like, I never made a widget for Android. I think he had on one app that he had built. Um it'll be interesting to see how much it catches on. I don't know if I don't know if iOS users are ready for widgets. I don't know. Have you built anything, Bren, that would... Yeah, not that I can think of right now. I'll have to see what, you know, all they allow with that. But my guess is that it's mainly for displaying data um, and, you know, just pulling from the network every so often. Yeah. Uh, Android users love to tout their widgets, so... (laughs) That's a show title, Touting Your Widgets. <laughs> uh, no, I, I see apps like Instagram. It's, I th- see it as like a almost a modified push notification feed or something where it's like a mini version of apps. So like on Instagram, it'll show you the last four pictures in a very small thumbnail of like the people in your feed or something like that where I'd imagine that you could probably push information like that pretty easily. The sports center widget seemed to have like um, team icons and stuff like that, which I'd imagine would have to be fairly dynamic. So, um, but I would, I would kind of like stuff like that. I just don't want a million widgets when I pull down my phone, pull down the thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, but it looks like you can put them on there and take them off, you know? So, and do you think there'll be a way for apps to prompt you to install the widget, or does it strictly have to be somebody set pulling down and seeing the fact that there's a notification? Because there's going to be like 50 of those little notifications down there eventually. That's a good question. Hmm. I don't know. Tell me. Uh, I'll tell you in the fall. <laughs> uh, Man, and there's just so much other stuff today, and I dug around a little bit on the beta and the SDKs and there's just little things, you know, that we can't talk about, but they've solved so many problems with these releases and they've made so many, you know, seemingly small changes, but can have, you know, huge impacts for developers time for your, you know, pain points for users and developers. And, you know, I mean, the test flight is announced um, they made some awesome changes for that. I haven't seen any of that. That's all under NDA stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Gotcha. But they but bought. Still, test... it's exciting. I mean, I use TestFlight to distribute all my beta apps on iOS mm-hmm. for the most part. So it's nice that it's kind of rolled in now. Yeah, that I definitely have to go look that up like immediately after this. <laughs> So. You're gonna be pretty happy. Yeah, no, it's funny because I watched the keynote and I was like, ah, I should be working, but I'm just gonna watch this. Who cares? And then I was so like pumped about it that I was like, ah, oh, now I just want to work. I want to like make cool apps and stuff. Like it's funny how motivating it is. <laughs> Propaganda. Yeah. I had a hard time being productive today. Did you get anything done today, friend? <laughs> yeah, I I got some productivity after I like I installed the beta and um <laughs> I built my latest app with the iOS 8 SDK and like nothing seriously broke, which I was like blown away by. Hmm. Wow. And you can ship apps. You can ship iOS seven apps with the iOS eight SDK. 
Yeah, what is what is the deal with that? Uh, no. Can you use Xcode six though? You you can, but you you can't submit with it, and you can't submit anything built with the iOS eight SDK. So you just have two versions of Xcode, basically. Yes, and you can run them both at the same time. Cool. Uh, maybe I'll have to do that. I'm gonna have to watch the super secret developer videos and see how they updated it, but Yeah. No, there's I don't know. I guess just the theme of today is like like mine's mine's blown. Um and they didn't it doesn't seem like they they broke anything or like they changed anything major. It seems like they just added to things in nice ways, so it'll be really interesting to see. Well, actually, I see here, um, you know, on the on the developer on the public developer page, is it saying you can use Swift immediately today with your code, and so that makes it seem like. Well, actually, okay, so you can't submit apps that you submit uh, that you Swift um, until this fall when there were eight and Yosemite released. Huh? But it'll still build and everything. Mm-hmm. Man, oh man, the, uh, what I'd feel bad if I was learning Swift right now is the answer to most of my iOS questions on Stack Overflow will be Objective-C for a long time. And it'll be like, this is a duplicate (laughs) if somebody (laughs) answers it again. Yeah. I don't know. There's going to be a lot of syntax conversion for us for all, right? I mean, I see Swift as like a, it's a nice to have, eventually I'll switch to it. But it doesn't seem like they're going to force it on us. Like right now, it's just like they promised us a little bit better performance. But I'm not even super convinced by their numbers. I mean, they only showed two use cases and they didn't really show them. So, mm-hmm. what do they mean by performance? Like the app, the app compiles faster, or it just the app just to run faster on on devices with Swift? Really? Because doesn't it compile compile to the same code? Well, I guess they're, they must be, um, maybe it's a smaller instruction set because they're getting rid of all the C stuff, or I'm not sure. Hmm. It's supposed to run faster, though, according to them. But who are they, really? Come on. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's why I'm like, it seems a little biased to trust Apple when they say, like, <laughs> yeah, it's so much better in these two use cases. Yeah. What would you guys think of uh, Tim Cook being all sassy with Windows 8? <laughs> He was great today. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot less awkward than some of Federighi's jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody tweeted uh, Apple has purchased like the patent rights to all dad jokes. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's accurate. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, it that was that was the worst part of the keynote for me. It was it wasn't very tasteful. And it's been a kind of a trend with you know, I think uh, last fall's event, they had the really cheeky, like, pages demo and just the silly jokes about, like, Federighi's hair and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't mind I don't mind it being lighthearted as long as they keep making good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it, yeah, if they, if they were producing crap, I'd be like, uh stop writing jokes and make some cool stuff. But it sounds like they're actually having a little bit of fun now. Ooh, definitely an exciting day. I know I'm, I'm exhausted. Yup. Yep. Well, nice. Uh, any, any other things that stand out or what's the thing that you like least about today? Actually, what, what was like the, the biggest non plus of today? Hmm. I thought Healthbook was kind of a flop. I don't know. I I expected. I don't know what I was expecting. I guess I thought like your iOS device was gonna suddenly pick up your heart rate all the time or monitor your sleep or stuff like that. And it's just kind of a. And maybe we'll see that in the fall. But you know, since there were no new hardware announcements, it was kind of like, well, okay, I could tie together my Fitbit and. The M7 chip, I guess, but yeah, I think they're definitely 
uh, preparing us subtly for what's to come, especially with the whole simulator with any size window. Because technically, you could make like a 100 by 400 window that would be the size of like a fuel band or something. Like, mm. yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. I think health books are going to be one of those sleeper features that. It's really only gonna well it it will take off really when developers adopt it and it's really about what developers will do with it. Hmm. Yeah, I've I said on the last show, but I really hope that like people get super into the health stuff, me included. But because it would just be nice to have it be really cool to be like, oh yeah, I got my whatever my fat levels down or something like that would be really fun to have just a fit country again. <laughs> what were you, were you disappointed by anything, Bren? Um, hmm. Besides the silly jokes, uh, <laughs> and then everyone complaining about things that were Sherlocked. No, I don't, I don't think there's anything that really disappointed me. Uh, I was interested in some some love for the Apple TV because I just moved into a new place and want to get one, but I guess I'll be getting a year year two old model. Yeah, well, uh, just get um, it'll keep its value kind of, or get a refurbished one for like eighty bucks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so convenient for just kind of any media, really. I. Yeah. Well, this is a total nitpick, but um, the thing I was disappointed with, they added your favorites and your most recently contacted people to the top of the task manager. Is that what we call it? Yeah. Um, Which, like... App switcher. Yeah, the app switcher, which, uh, one, I never noticed that that was just blank space before today. Like, I don't know how I didn't notice that, but that's just blank space up there. But two, maybe I don't want to see all these people... And my favorites and my recents every time I go to switch apps, like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Is that, is that super dumb? But no, I don't think so. That's a good point. I mean, like yeah, it, I, I kind of felt similarly. I felt like it was just kind of thrown in there because we had space. It's like, how can we use this space? Yeah, totally. You make a good point too. Like I never noticed that empty space up there either. I I literally opened my app switcher during the presentation. I was like, there's got to be something there right now. What is there? And it's just like nothing. So anyway, I guess you got to choose your favorites very carefully. Yeah. And I mean, hopefully they'll have settings for turning that stuff off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be nice. Because that would be very nice. Backpedaling and accessibility. <laughs> no, all I know is it's going to be a big, <laughs> a big, big fall. I'm sure for hardware. Definitely. So, well, super cool. Awesome. Yeah. Um, did you guys have any opinions on the kind of Snapchatification of uh, messages? Lame. Well, okay, sorry. I think that the audio part is lame. <laughs> who's who's gonna do that? Like, why just call me on the phone? Like, don't be texting me audio. That's. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it's uh, Nextel's push to talk or whatever. Dude, oh, I love God. it, man. That's this stuff's so convenient. Yeah. Uh, See, this is what it is, Ian. I'm just an old man over here. I know. I I like it, but I don't, I'm the one who's actually texted people voice memos before, though. Like, <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. I think that it's interesting there kind of going after snapchat like they've seen this huge viral growth of these things and and they said right in the presentation hey we've got the most used app on our platform is messages and so why not incorporate some of these features and they did mention that some of the messages are now uh self-expiring i think is the term but they Mm -hmm. didn't say if the the person sending can determine that or anything like that but i i think that they're going to add stuff like that eventually. Like that'll just be a de facto feature of all messaging apps that, yeah, whatever you send, you know, is not going to live forever. Sure. 
Yeah, it was. I don't know. I I like that. It was pretty interesting. But I I don't I still don't see the audio thing. But the the video thing looks cool. <laughs> yeah, the video thing's cool because it plays in line. It's not so. Yeah. Disjointed where you got to open it up and stuff. But it is weird seeing in just the screenshots their new UI like for that type of stuff. It's just uh, it's cool though. It's exciting that they're kind of messing with their own kind of boring UI. Any predictions for iOS 9, Bryn? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, what, what didn't we get? You know, we got inter-app communication of some sorts, the new new Swift language. Um... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I was going to make an app where you can choose uh, different apps to have things open in, but that got Sherlock today, so I'm not going to make that app. Oh, you got Sherlocked. Got totally Sherlocked. I don't know. Does it count if you haven't built it yet? No, but I was going to make it. I just had this great idea for it. (laughs) Uh. Oh, man. Well, nice. Well, I'm happy with that. How are you guys feeling? Yeah. Yeah, great. It was like a a good show, a good overview. Hopefully for those of you who uh who watch the keynote, you kinda have our perspective on it now. I don't know, I'm sure that'll change over the coming months, but <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well thanks for uh being on the show again, Bryn. It's always fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um where can where can people find you online, Bryn? Um Bryn Bodale on Twitter, B R Y N. B-O-D-A-Y-L-E and that same name will get you to my website cool very cool um Biley where are you online uh I am at microchip128 on twitter how about you Ian uh at Ian Broyles on twitter um or you can just google tasty cakes and I'll come up there cause I <laughs> post on some uh underground chat rooms under that so that is that is creepy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Terrible. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I so I guess the show accompanies anyone who's watched all the announcements because we really didn't go over what they actually were. We're just kind of giving our opinions, but I hope it was uh hope it was enlightening at least somewhat. Definitely, yeah. Uh, thanks for recording, guys. Brent, hope to have you back soon. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, we will see you next time, guys. Thanks for your ears. Nice.